The views expressed in the following program do not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB. Live from the WGBB studios in Merrick, New York, this is Sports Talk New York. And hello, everyone, and welcome to hour number two of Sports Talk New York here on Long Island's WGBB, 1240 AM and 95.9 FM. Broadcasting from beautiful downtown Merrick, New York, Gary Harding and Sean Panarese with you for our second hour of this show. And uh, we will have Paul Kreischer from Miles Talk at 935 talking about what's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks where we uh, have to sign players and, and protect players and draft players and all that other good stuff. But, John, as you know, um, we have... Uh, a lot of people on Facebook with all their comments and things, and some mm. are some have been tough to read. Some have been very supportive, and some have been very funny. And I have to um, preface this by saying this guy by the name of Christopher Costigan, member of the Islander Brewster Club, a friend of mine. He's also a Catholic Monsignor, <laughs> okay? Um, but he wrote this thing in the Drive for Five Facebook group, and this was really this made my day this morning. And it says. Since we're playing this game, how about this? There's six points. Number one, Seattle takes Andrew Ladd. Number two, we trade Uncle Leo to Edmonton for Connor McDavid. Number three, we sign Alexander Ovechkin. Number two, number four, we trade Kiefer Bellows for Jack Eichel. Number five, we trade Nick Letty for P.K. Subban and a first-round draft pick. All these players sign for the league minimum. The trade partners agreed to retain the maximum salary allowed. What do you think? <laughs> Folks, if you could see the camera right now, John is speechless. He's laughing and speechless. That made my day. Because that's the mentality. That's the mentality. Exactly. God bless you, Monsignor, because that's <laughs> seriously that that is awesome. Because that's the kind of stuff you read on these blogs and stuff that they just these magical trades. Oh, we'll just do this and we'll just do and we'll have a great team next season. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, you know, I can play my NHL, you know, twenty one and and trade Connor McDavid for Thomas Hickey, and you know, I'm doing great. You know, but. You know, there's a reality. You know, there's a, there's a common sense that goes on. And, you know, and it's not just Islander fans. It's not Islander Nation. Let's just, let's put that out there now. No, there's fans of every, well, every team, team that, that say the this, same thing. That do this. Absolutely. You know, I've so, read some doozy stuff. Exactly. But, you know, the power of social media that gives everybody a voice. And, and that's fine. That's, that's fine. fine. That's what it's exactly. about. Exactly. We and, and and you and I are are in the same ilk, but we've just been lucky that we're that we pay to go on a terrestrial radio station and have a show that we can do this. But right. <laughs> but again, um, we really want to we really want to hear from you folks. I know a couple of people promised they were calling. Yeah, exactly. Wink, I, wink, nudge, nudge, wink, John, wink. John. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a friend up in I have a, a friend up in Canada. This woman that I know that's been on our trips with us to Ottawa and Toronto. You know, she's such a diehard Islander fan in the middle of Ottawa Senator country. And, you know, I told her to call on, but she's chicken. And, and she, if she's listening, you know, bark, bark, bark. <laughs> so, you know, give us a call. The number here to reach us is 516-623-1240. Again, 516-623-1240. While we're waiting for a phone call. So let's, 
let's talk about the two teams that are in the Stanley Cup Finals. The, uh, of course, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and uh, I'll say it the right way, the Canadien de Montreal. Um, if it wasn't for our run, you know, being biased as Islander fans, and we know this is the story of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Not the team that's going to repeat, but a team that finished under 500 in the regular season. If you if you consider overtime and shootout losses as losses, they finished under 500. Signed a kid that won the Hobie Baker Award at the University of Wisconsin, and was drafted 15 with with so many great players or supposed great players that were drafted above him, and all of a sudden came onto the scene, and between him. Carey Price, Nick Suzuki, Tyler Toffoli, who's had a miraculous turnaround season going from L.A. slash Vancouver to Montreal this season. Um, and the, Corey Perry. The, 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 Corey Perry, who's, play, who's going to be playing in a second straight Stanley Cup final as well. Um, and the great Carey Price and Net have made the Montreal Canadiens the story. Because, of course, everyone in... in, in uh, the hockey world, um, when January started, anointed the Toronto Maple Leafs as the Stanley Cup champions. And we all know what happened to the Montreal Canadiens, <laughs> and to the Toronto Maple Leafs, out in the first round. Uh, Toronto got lucky, Montreal got lucky, they're not going to do anything. They swept Winnipeg in four. Right. Oh, they're not going to do anything with the high-powered Vegas team, and they won in six. And here they are in the Stanley Cup Finals. As a as a as an Islander fan, you can't root for Tampa. You cannot. <laughs> I root, can't. You I can't. can't root for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, you know, all we can hope for is the Montreal Canadiens shock the world and win the win the, the nation of Canada the Stanley Cup for the second time in 28 years. Um, and we do get a call. Um, a friend of mine, Brenna, has joined us. Brenna, you're on with Gary and John on Sports Talk 1240 WGBB. Good evening and welcome. Hey Gary, hey guys, how are you? Good, we're doing Good. well. Are you are you all right? Yes, I'm now in Northeast Pennsylvania, and I miss Long Island very much. I'm sure you I do. Watched all the games uh, on the computer, and uh, <clears throat> you know, heartbreaking. But I'm really proud of these guys, and you know, they went much further than anyone imagined. As much as we may be fans, and we believe in them. I, I think even we were shocked that they got as far as they did, and it was just grit and determination and and great defense. And, you know, one of my things that I've been pointing out to fellow Islander fans is our top scorer, Barzell, was tied for 44th in scoring in the league. And he was tied with um, Hedman and Latang, who may be two of the best defensive defensemen, but they are defensemen. And then uh, I think Robertson from Dallas, who's a 21-year-old. Mm-hmm. And if you can, if your top score is 44th and you made it this far, that really tells you something. We don't have the premier scores that these other teams have. We don't have the sniper, you know, that that offensive juggernaut. Hopefully, we will. But think about that. This is really as blue-collar a team as you can get. And I think they're just going to get better. And that's, you know, I don't know what you guys talked about in the show. I'm sorry, I missed the first half. But um, I don't know if you've, you've talked about this. You know what? You know what kind of offense do you think is is, is coming along? Uh, 
you know, players that we've developed, maybe some signings. What do you guys think might be in the future? John, go ahead. Take it. Well, I, I, I think you make a great point, and this is, it's, I'm glad you said this because this was something I was thinking about, too. This team, we got this far by committee. We didn't really, everybody came to play, and it was a different line every night. Sometimes it was multiple lines. But there was not like, you know, that one guy who was tearing the, you know, the, the playoffs apart, like a, you know, like a point on, on Tampa Bay. Right. And, right. and, and that's a, that's, that's a lot to say about that this team's character that everybody, whether, you know, Barry doesn't have any line numbers, but, you know, let's just say line one through line four. Every night, somebody stepped up. Somebody made the difference, mm-hmm. and and that's a great point. And and that's that's that really says a lot about this team. Again, you look at yeah. you look at past Stanley Cup champions, and they are pretty much a four line unit that all get it. And that's the thing about Barry Trotz's teams. When you looked at him in Nashville for all those years, yeah, they weren't they weren't the most solid teams, but Barry always had strong defense. And you had 20 guys that bought the system. In Washington, he took a team that was in such disarray. And a guy like Alex Ovechkin, the world-class hockey player, and he bought into the system. They yeah. won a Stanley Cup in Washington. Nobody expected Washington to do anything. They always said, oh, they're going to they're gonna, you know, score like crazy, do whatever, and then choke in the playoffs, which all they the always did. But when they all bought in, it was a different team. And the minute yeah. Barry came here to Long Island, and Matt Martin said it, they all bought in, and that's yeah. what—that's yeah. the type of team that wins championships. You can have all the point scoring you want. Look at Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Connor McDavid got 100 points in 50 games. Leon Draisaitl had 80 something points in 50 games. What did they do? You remember? <laughs> it seems so long ago. Five games. <laughs> seems so long ago. Out of four yes. games, they got swept. Yeah. They didn't win a game. Yeah, no, look at and that tells you. Too, that shows you. So I mean, you know, te- pe- teams that want to, you know, organizations that want to build a championship. Look at Tampa Bay. Look at the Islanders. And now you got to say, look at Montreal. Montreal yeah. is an under five hundred team. But all four lines, all six D, and of course world goaltender Gary Price, Gary Price, they're all contributing. They're all being a part. They've bought into a system, mm-hmm. and that's the difference. Boston's got a great yeah. team. Boston's got incredible talent. You know this, Brenda. We saw it. They got a great talent, yeah. but they're not a four line team. No, they're not. That's that's. No, you got a lot of Pittsburgh's got incredible talent. They're an aging talent. Pittsburgh's, yeah, Pittsburgh's yeah. in trouble because other than Jake Gensel, there's nobody, and, and maybe Brian Russ, but he's, he's pushing 32. Yeah, they're all, yeah. they're an older team. They're going to sink. So. Well, that's, that's the thing. You know, we, you know, that's another thing I speak to my fellow Islanders fans about. We sit there griping and making fun of Tavares, and I'm like, I, I hate to tell you this, but he and like Stamkos, they're not the stars of their teams anymore. They're not the best. They're, you know, second or third. They're still great, but they're not the young guys anymore. And, you know, when you're pining after some, a team's third best player, 
you know, that, that tells you something. You've got to think of the future. I think there's a lot of future on the island. There's yep. a lot of, we were talking, you know, we were talking about Oliver Wallstrom. Yeah, not just to answer your We're talking about Kiefer Bellows, you know, who's got to, who better have, if he's, if he doesn't get protected, oh, he is protected, but if he doesn't get selected, if he doesn't get moved, he's got to have to have the summer of his life because yeah. he, he blew his chance in a regular season. And Oliver stepped up, and you know we all we talked about the fact that you know unfortunately he got hurt, and that that really disrupted his opportunity. But you know you've got a lot of young talent. Yes, you do have a lot of older guys on this team, but you've got a good mix. And they you know, know, but the older guys know what to do. You know they mm-hmm. they they know how to, like you said, buy into the system. Okay, I'm going to pass it to the guy that can maneuver and out weave everyone. You just see that the communication is better. And on the ice, and you know, I noticed it, and I'm I'm always like Miss Pessimist, Gary. You've known me a long time. Yes, I have. But, uh, <laughs> but I was like, all right, you know what? I'm buying into the system. I'm believing in it. I'm not shocked about what happened. I'm I'm very pleased, and I think they're just going to get stronger. I just wanted to say hi and share some of my thoughts. Yeah, well, thanks, Brenda. We really appreciate it. And again, we miss you. I know you're. Uh you moved out to Pennsylvania, and actually, uh, yeah. get you in touch with Paul Kreischer because he's our. Uh, uh, he's Isles Talk. He's one of our good friends, and he, he blogs about the team and does a lot. And he is from, from actually from the uh, Milford area, Pennsylvania. So, you know, oh, I should okay. get you in touch with him because you know you do have a lot of uh, Islander representation out there. But listen, I appreciate you calling, Brenna, and great insight. Right. And uh, have yep, a great thank summer. Thank you very much. And make sure uh, when, yeah. you, when you when you get your way here to come to UBS that you come and say hello. Oh, of course. Of course, I will be there with bells on. You'll see me. All right, All right guys. Take, take care. All right. Thanks, All right. Brenna. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. But again, there you go. That's the type. That's a fan who gets it. That's a fan who gets it. And again, you got to buy in. And again, again, let me, let me restress for the, for the, for the uh, record. I am not bad-mouthing anybody. I disagree. I think people need to look at it differently. Yeah, but I'm not going to change people's minds. Yeah, that's all I'm saying is you got to take a step back. That's that's really all I'm trying to say. I don't I don't begrudge anybody's opinion. You know, opinions everybody's got them. But think, use you know not just emotion. Take a step back and and just see the situation overall. And it's and it goes to what the announcers say, what the players have said, even what the Tampa players said, because they said that building was unbelievable. Stamkos basically just couldn't believe. The, 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 the aura of the Coliseum. So, Islander fans, we get, we get bruised and battered and beat up and comments about us from all different places. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. But you know what? You cannot, and underline, underscore, bold text with 50 font. You can't deny the passion Absolutely. of this fan base. And I love it. I loved listening to that building. I, I was listening to all the Well, yeah, yeah you, you were saying it. And, again, um, I went to to eight of the nine. Okay, I didn't go to game three of the Pittsburgh series. I went to four and six, went all three games in Boston, all three with Tampa. And it was, you know, I... You know, I've been a season ticket holder since the late 80s, and to me, the loudest that building ever was before then was in, was in, was in 2001 when we played the Toronto Maple Leafs in the, in the, in the playoffs, and the night that Sean Bates yeah, scored, scored the, uh, the shorthanded goal on Curtis Joseph. 
I never, I, I, my ears rang for two weeks after that game. And then the game six when, when, uh, Eric Cairns fought Shane Carson, it was probably equal. To me, I never heard a building that loud in my life. And it was funny, I happened at game six, uh, the other night, I happened to, I had Claire take a picture with, uh, Sean Bates. <laughs> so it was, it was real good. But game four and game six of the Tampa series equaled it. And with less people, with 3,000 less people, it equaled the, la- the, the insaneness, the passion. And I was, a, I was mad after game six with the, uh, with the, uh, the beer bottle throwing. But, you know, and with the way Andrew said it when we talked, the players got it. And the players understood the passion and what, you know, people didn't know what to do. And, um, so they did what they did, and I get it. But we That's do have, we do have another we do have another call. Sue's on the line. Sue, it's Gary and John on uh, WGBB Sports Talk. What's going on? Oops. Sue, you there? Yeah, I'm here. How's it going? Good. Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> we hear you just I'm fine. All the way up in Ottawa, so maybe uh, <laughs> you can't hear me. As well. I'm glad you called, my friend. I'm glad you got the guts to do it. Well, you know, I got called out on air, so I think I have to. <laughs> it worked, John. It worked. Text in the mail. <laughs> so get, yeah, let's, let's, yeah. get, let's get your perspective from someone who wasn't, who's not around here. And, again, you, do you have to deal, uh, not only do you have to deal with being an Islander fan in Canada, but you have to deal with it being in Senator land and being in, uh, in Leaf land yeah. and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, um my neighbors really have a kick out of me. I'm, <laughs> it's, yeah, like, I think they're happy that uh, it's a little quieter now, at least. <laughs> yeah, but, um, no, I, I don't know what to say. I think COVID has actually made me even more of a fan, and I wasn't even sure that was possible. But, um, yeah, like, just. You know, isolation. What do you do? You follow your team even more than usual, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And you, I know you've been, yeah. I know you've been stuck at home all this time, and it's, it's. Uh, it's yeah. Well, we're we're coming out of things slower than you guys. That's for sure. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. No. So I. It, it was a great run. What can I say? I. I was ecstatic the whole way through. It's a roller coaster, game to game, and like I couldn't be happier. In the sense that, sure, we didn't go to the finals, but man, like uh, you know, in the the end result, just as you guys were saying, uh, you can't be unhappy with this group of players. It's uh, it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wish I could. You know, I've I've said this to a few people. I wish I could have just been able to shake the hands of each of those guys after that game, because it's just. Yeah. I felt so emotionally invest, invested, you know, especially when I heard the presser, you know, with some of the yeah. guys. And, and, you know, how could you not be proud of these guys? If you're an Islander fan and you're, you know, disgusted or whatever, you, you, you gotta think. You gotta, you gotta look in the mirror because these guys gave it their all. And I, like I said, I'm just, it made me, as much as I was still stings to have lost, it's, it's made me appreciate these guys and, and be proud of being an Islander fan even more. Well, Sue, let me ask you a question, because obviously you're not getting the NBC feed that we get here in the States. 
What was the... Uh, no, no, that's not true, actually. I, my NHL package, I've gotten every... Oh, have you? Because I was, I was curious... Yeah. I was curious as to what the, the Canadian... Because right. I know Gary Galley was doing some of the games for Sportsnet, uh, and obviously Ga- Galley was was an Islander for a year or two, and, and he mentioned, I know he mentioned on the air that, that he said there's nothing like being an Islander fan, but I was just curious, even in from, the, um, from Sportsnet and from TSN, what was the general consensus about you know, what the Islanders' run was? Yeah, so my feeling watching more actually of the NBC feed, I've watched the Sportsnet one as well, um, now, maybe I could be wrong, but I feel like there's more bias against the Islanders from the NBC from okay. sports, than from Sportsnet, yeah. So, for example, watching the, the can incident, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Sportsnet, you know, barely even talked about that. They, when, the, when it was happening and Bovillier scored the overtime goal and the place went nuts, they were talking about the goal. Imagine that. Yeah. Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah, and the NBC feed was talking like about, oh, look what, look at these fans and what they're doing. And did you notice that when when Tampa won Game Seven, that they didn't talk about the clappers being thrown on the ice? Yeah, no, I I heard about that. Yeah, like it's. Uh, and I, he- I, I don't. Yeah, it was kind of a classless maybe act a little bit, but I kind of understand why fans at NASA would have done that. I mean. You know, you, you can you can go both ways on that. And that's true. At the same time, yeah, you know. So in, in the moment, somebody throws a can, and everybody else wants to throw one too. <laughs> but uh, I just, yeah, in terms of of like sort of the bias, it's really interesting to have connection to so many feeds, and then you see the same replays with different commentators. Mm-hmm. It is quite a bit different, yeah. So. Um, uh, and, and now, of course, it's um, CBC feeds because it's the finals going into the finals. Right. Yeah, so it's Ron McLean and that crew. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But I know, I, again, we've we've argued on, online that, you know, you, you can't root for Montreal. I, I, I totally understand it. I don't believe it, but I understand it. But, I mean, I'm sure all, the rest of Canada, should, except for Toronto, is definitely going to root for Montreal, right? <laughs> except, well, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't know. Like, if you're a Leafs fan, you're not rooting for Montreal. No way. Yeah. Like, it, it's just a given rule. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so up here, there's a lot of, of course, you know, if any Canadian team makes it, then it, there's sort of like this feeling a lot of Canadians will jump on the bandwagon with that team. Well, you're, at the, you're in the capital, so that's that's true, too. Yeah. And, I mean, and that's fine. Like, but I've never been somebody like a fan that's been uh like that i i would i mean first and foremost the islanders and then if ottawa made it then of course as a hometown team i would support them too right but i've I've never been somebody to sort of just okay so you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna enjoy watching the seven games and that's it who cares who wins i you know (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even. I just maybe watch good hockey. That's what I'm saying. You're what you're going to watch seven games and yeah. you don't care who wins. That's that's okay. Yeah. I'll buy. Yeah. I'll buy that Sue. I'll yeah. buy that. That 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 that's <laughs> that's good enough. But um, yeah. but uh, well, I'm I'm glad I I'm glad I uh you know did that little pushing on air. That was great. <laughs> I I, oh, I yeah. appreciate you calling. You did you did you did wonderful Sue. 
And again, I miss oh, uh, I miss the fact that we couldn't uh, get together in Montreal last year because we were we were supposed oh. to go to the game at, at, in the Bell Center. Oh, I know. But um, I'm on I'm on the list for next year. So if we have a Saturday night game there, so you'll be back on the list. I will definitely be there. And if we get we get k- tickets in Canada. We, even even not if we if Claire and I come on our own, we'll find you. <laughs> I'll be here. <laughs> yeah, and I like and, and if we if we go to Ottawa, I got to meet Duds. Oh, you got to meet my greyhound. Yeah. Yes, yes, oh, I got to sure. meet your dog. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, listen, yeah. Sue, I appreciate you getting the guts to call, and uh, have a yeah, great night, and thanks much. again for being such a fan up up, uh, up in the Great White North. Oh, thank you, guys. All right, Bye. take All right, care. Bye. Thanks, Sue. Again, she's, I've, we've gone on trips with her. We met, I met her up in Ottawa, and um, she came with us to Toronto, that game that we, the first uh, Tavares game. Four nothing? The, uh, five. Five nothing. Right. Yeah, it was the one where Barzal got the hat trick and right. we had Ledecky in the suite with us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was, that was quite a, that was quite a night. But again, it, it just comes down to, you know, um, you know, getting back to what I was saying before, before Sue called, you know, there is a great nucleus of talent here. There is a great nucleus of, Players, you know, you said like each other. I'll I'll go one step further. They love each other. Yeah, yeah. they will. There's a there's a bond, and I think Casey wrote it. You know, I'm going to spend time with the players now because you know, I love these guys, and and there's and that will never change. So you're hoping, you know, you you're absolutely hoping that it's not Casey's last game because no, Casey's I, Casey is the heart and soul. I don't want to believe it. Lou knows that. Yeah. I okay. Don't first of all, Lou knows that. And I really think those are guys that Lou fights for, you know. And and you know he had Palmieri and he had Travis. You know he drafted Travis when you know years and years ago. He didn't draft Palmieri because he came from from Anaheim, but he dealt him. He dealt for him. So he you know he, again he he like Barry. Those kind of guys are uh, you know guys you want on your team. And there's big decisions. You know I mean I've had thoughts. We talked about him in the car. I'm not going to talk about him here, but maybe we'll maybe we'll discuss him with Paul when he when he joins us in a few minutes. But um, you know, there's a lot of big decisions that Lou has to make, and you know, and Claire mentioned it too when I we were talking before I left the house today. You know, she says, you know, you know, there's going to be guys that are not going to be here, and it's upsetting, and and, and you know what it is. But unfortunately, the business of hockey, you can't keep guys anymore. No. You know, you you know, you have to. You know, unfortunately, let some of the older guys or some of the bigger contracts go, or move guys, and and keep players that you need to bring up. And you know, there's 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 some talented kids on their way. You know, there's a couple of kids in college that are ready to to make the step up to the A. You know, you've got kids that are here. That and there's a couple of guys in Bridgeport that can be possibly coming up soon. You know, so you have to keep looking at the future. But the future's good. Yeah, the future is damn good and there's nothing wrong with saying it you know again we're all going to be upset that we didn't make the prize but come on guys you know there's there's another bunch of years left in this organization you know with the talent they've got and the talent that's coming that they're going to be relevant for a while pittsburgh's going to be sloppy they're falling down washington's going to be falling down because who knows where alex ovechkin's coming hey maybe number two on uh on Chris's list, we might or three, we might sign over. You never know. <laughs> but um, 
Uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, Paul Kreischer from Isles Talk is going to join us. We're going to look at the what's next for Island Nation. Gary and John here on WGBB Sports Talk 1240. Come back in a few minutes. You're listening to Sports Talk New York. Tune in every Sunday night at 8 p.m. on Long Island's WGBB. Broadcasting on 95.9 FM and 1240 AM. Or listen live online at WGBBradio.com. Stay connected to Sports Talk New York on WGBB by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WGBB Sports Talk. You're listening to Sports Talk New York on Long Island's WGBB. And now, back to the show. DBB, Gary Harding and John Panneries with you. Again, we want to just remind everybody, you can follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WGBB Sports Talk. You can also visit the website, WGBBSportsTalk.com, where you can listen to all past shows, and you'll be able to check out this show on Monday morning. The first hour will be up, and Tuesday morning, the second hour. So you can check out show information. And lastly, if you don't already, and we think you should, we invite you to subscribe to the podcast at WGBB Sports Talk on iTunes, Spotify, or just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. You're sitting down, John. You ready? Yep. 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 Belt it in. Yeah, belt it in. Yeah, get the seatbelts on. Get those tray tables in their upright positions because Karnak the Magnificent, otherwise known as Paul Kreischer from Miles Talk, is joining oh, us God. now on WGBB Sports Talk. Not that we're putting any pressure on you. No, not at all. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> What's up, brother? How are you feeling? Not much. Well, I already got hung up on by Steve, so you guys are already down one nothing. so. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, 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 he just hung up on me. It's like, oh, wonderful. Yeah, you want to come on with the guy? Sure. Click. <laughs> oh, well. That was beautiful. Yeah. All right. So, so, again, your your thoughts. We'll give you a minute to yeah. just talk about your general thoughts. This is probably one of the greatest seasons we've seen since the dynasty years. No question about it. Um, you know, I and I, I was listening to your show, guys, you know, all of it, and as far as Leo Komarov is concerned, we're in trouble. Um, you know, I, 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 my retaliation to the fans complaining, uh, I have asked them how many goals Palmieri, Peugeot, and Zajac scored in the Tampa series, and no one knows. And the correct answer is zero. Zero. Mm-hmm. I think Pajo, so, I think, is definitely having surgery. The, the way they would, he was talking in the press fair. That's very fair. That's fair. That's very fair. But how is Leo Komarov going to solve that third line? He's mm-hmm. not. He's not going to be able to fix everything. Oliver Wallstrom was not going to fix everything. No. You put in the players who fit the system best. Right. You know, there are players who may be ready for the NHL, and then there are players who are ready to play Barry Trotz's system. It's another level. So, was Wallstrom ready? Maybe, but I agree with you. You don't Conference put that finals, pressure. final four, whatever you want to call it, putting the kid back in there—that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I I couldn't wish that on on an on an enemy. That's for sure. No, but as far as seasons go, this this has got to be number six. 
You know, this, this, this falls behind 80 through 84. You know, this falls in line with 78 and 79. But in all honesty, a lot of people expect that Tampa Bay to be back in the finals again. Don't forget 93 either, but that's okay. No, see, I'll put this team ahead of 93. I will, no, I'm saying it's up there, but right, yes, I agree. I agree. Oh, absolutely. 93 was the bar for so many years. This team broke it. Broke the bar. Absolutely. I thought last year's tournament team, I thought they matched 93. Again, Tampa Bay was supposed to be the team to win. Um, this team surpassed 93. We are now entering the dynasty years of seasons. And uh, I couldn't have been more happier. I couldn't have been more proud of this team. And i got to be honest with you. Uh, as many know, I, I, I do the draft. I follow the draft. And the Stanley Cup is normally handed out mid-June. So mm-hmm. I've already been working on a little bit of the draft. I checked out all of the other prospects that the Islanders have had. And my my low point, I guess, or my my... Uh, me being upset with this team ended very, very quickly because of what's coming. So any answers that you get from me, uh, they are based off the prospects that are in the system and the draft coming up. So fire away, boys. Well, Gary asked me this question at the beginning of the show, and I'm going to ask you honestly, at the start of the playoffs, did you foresee the way the Islanders kind of limped and staggered and crawled almost into making the playoffs at the end there, did you see this kind of run coming? I, All three of us, when we were on Facebook, I had said in the beginning, this is a Stanley Cup team. We, we, we've all said this. We were saying this back in March. And even with Anders Lee out, I still wanted Pittsburgh in the first round. And... I thought we were going to take care. I thought we were going to take care of Pittsburgh in the first round with six games, just so that the Islanders beat them at home. Uh, Pittsburgh never scared me to begin with. No. Uh, the team that absolutely scared me was Boston, and when we were down two-one, at that moment I was nervous. I did not want to play Boston because Boston was like that older sibling of the Islanders. We resemble the Boston Bruins. Boston knows how to beat us. And we're not sure yet. I'm sure we'll find out. Tuka Rask playing with an injury. Who knows? Um, that may have played into a factor. But after we lost to Boston, I, I'm sorry, after we won uh, the series with Boston, I just sat back and relaxed. And I'm like, okay, let's see what this team can do with Tampa. And I put no expectations with Tampa. Uh, I did talk to Gary beforehand. I thought, you know, the Islanders could beat Tampa. They could definitely go seven games with Tampa. So not only did the Islanders meet my expectations, they exceeded them. Because this is a team that had they won, this was a team that beat the Tampa Bay Lightning through a seven-game series and only averaged two goals a game. That's a good point. That's a great point. Let me, re- let me say that again. The New York Islanders were two goals away from beating the defending Stanley Cup champions in a seven-game series and only averaged two goals a game. Yep. 
that is playoff hockey. That is yep, something that Gary exactly has been saying for years. You win off of defense. You win off of goaltending. We, the Islanders, were that close. You know, there's one thing i got to say right away. I'm yeah. just so glad he listens to me. <laughs> wow. I normally don't put that on air. We know this. But it, it, no, you're it, absolutely it, right. It's a cliche. Playoff teams win with defense and goaltending. Yep. And Tampa Bay pulled out their inner Islander in Game 7, and they beat us at our own. Yeah, with with, with a, a goaltender that has been the best in the world for the last they, five the best years. In the world. Yes. Last five years. I mean, and Varley said it himself after one of the games. He said, you're playing against the best goaltender in the world. You know, it's like um, I can remember the line from the movie Miracle when they were talking initially about the Russians, and, and somebody said, uh, you know, when you get a puck past Trechiak, you know, reward yourself because you're not going to see it often. And it's the same way Vasilevsky was. I mean, you know, we got three goals in game six, and that was like, I, you know, you were spent because you, you just can't believe you got three goals past Andre Vasilevsky. Right. And yep. that's, that's that's the big thing that, that Montreal is going to have a tough time with, you know, despite the, uh, you know, the scoring from the Caulfields and the Suzukis and the Tafolis, They're going to have a tough time with them. What I love about Montreal and the kids is that they don't care. <laughs> yeah. They don't care at all who they're facing. They're having so much fun right now, and they're running with it. They don't care who they're playing, and I love that. And I'm I'm excited to watch that series. I want to see how the kids really respond to uh, playing and trying to beat the defending chair. Well, I, just one last thing on that. I remember when Cole Caulfield got drafted, and he got drafted what fifteenth, fifteenth. And I think I think it was Bob McKenzie kept saying, "This is the most complete steal of this draft." That Cole Caulfield got dropped that far down. You know, because that was the year I think he was playing in the U.S. developmental, and he was scoring goals like off his behind. He was he was just he was ridiculous. It was him and uh, it was him and Jack Hughes, I believe, at that, that year, and he was just scoring at infinitum. Wins the Hobie Baker, comes up. I think he played what like four or five games in Laval, and they said, "Oh, he's ready," and he came up and he didn't he didn't miss a beat. And I, I, I love that story. I mean, you know, you see guys like Dylan Cousins and all these other guys, you know, that were, you know, with the the Capo Cacos and the Jack Hughes that were drafted up there, and you know, there, you know, Caco was floundering, and they could have had a guy like Col- the Rangers could have had a guy like Cofield, and look what he's done. It's great. But uh, let's turn it back to the boys in orange and blue. Let's do it um, now. Yeah, we we talked to Andrew decisions to and and we said, you know, I said, you know, you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. GM of the year is going to have quite a difficult four weeks, five weeks now uh, between now and and free agency coming and all the decisions he's got to make. Um, you know, we 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 I called you Karnak because we want you to look at that uh, <laughs> at that envelope and go, yep. okay, what do you think? I mean, you know, obviously, you know, we'll just go at generalities, but, you know, the sure. team right now, according to CapGeek, is sitting at $75.7 million, $5.79 million from the top of the cap right now. 
as it stands. Right. And you've got, let's see, um, under the under, uh, the unrestricted, you got Palmieri, Sezikis, Zajac, Coburn, Green, Schneider, and Hickey. On the restricted side, you got Dal Cole, Beauvillier, Pellick, and Sorokin. You still right. got Boychuk on a long term, one more year at six. And you got Ladd, two years at 4.4, and Hickey, one more year at 1.4. Yeah. You, you, we are putting you in 70-something-year-old Lou Lamorello's shoes. What do you address first? I'll take that as a compliment. Yes, you will. Yes. Yeah, I, that wasn't I will that 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 meant as a joke. We didn't mean as a joke. Yeah, we, I'm, because... I'm going to throw this at you. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go here. Okay, go. Um, I'm glad you mentioned Boychuk because now instead of 5.7 million cap space, you're actually looking at 11.7 in cap space because – Right at the start of training camp, or right before the season, uh, or whenever that date is, the Islanders can add six million to their salary. Right. So, for a player like Pellick or Beauvillier, they may agree to a contract, but they may not sign that contract until Boychuk's LTIR is official and then they can sign. So you're going to have a similar situation with one of those two players, like, like Barzell. Matthew Barzell was last season, where they're just they're going to be here, but it's not going to be official until the official, you know, the, the, the start of training camp, whenever Boychuk is lifted. So Islander fans, don't worry about that. You're looking at eleven point what eleven point seven million dollars to work with, exactly. And the Islanders need about. I don't know, call it 16, 17 mil to sign those players. And we still haven't gone through the drafts. We still haven't gone through the expansion draft. Here's the other thing we're talking about, boys. Um, we have a flat cap for the next four years, minimum four years. We are back at an age where term now has more value than money. Okay. okay. If Casey Zizekas wants to go the route of Matt Molson, Travis Hamanick, Franz Kyle, Nielsen, Kyle Oposo. Kyle Oposo, and even John Tavares. He has that right to. But look at those all those names. They didn't pan out for them so well, did it? Not one of them. Neither, uh, not even Tavares. I no, I said not one of them. Not one of them. No. Yeah. No, Casey knows what he has here, and it's not going to be Casey, not just Casey, it's going to be every free agent hitting the age of 30 or more at this point. It's a family decision. If you like the team where you're at, if your family really loves where they're at, and money really isn't an issue, and they don't want to move around, that's where that's the mindset right now. Term becomes more valuable than money. Yep. For the younger players, money may be more important, sure. But in this case, I could probably see a couple of bridge deals right? until things are done. Now, again, I'm saying this based off the prospects that I know in the Islanders system. Yeah, okay. I, think, I think that's what we need to go look at next. I mean, you, again... Yeah, you know, we're going we're to look at know, that next. Again, for those who don't know, again, Paul Kreischer from Miles Talking, and... You know, I say this reluctantly because of our friendship for all these years. 
but no, but uh, in all seriousness, Paul does incredible amount of research for the draft and keeping track of the prospects. Again, if there's anybody you really need to check with when it comes down to that, Paul is definitely your man, and I am not sending you a check, so screw that. No, I'm not. I'm not anticipating one. Um, Bless you, my friend. No, ever. No, could I see? Let, let's let's have let's have a fake conversation here. Say Casey's asking for twelve million dollars. He's like, okay, I'll give you twelve million dollars, but stay with us for four years. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? Why not? Is right. Why not is right. This kind of cap, this kind of salary structure is right up Lou's alley. He's going to give every player available a fair contract. A lot of those restricted free agents, they're just going to get, you know, the 10%, here you are, yada, yada, yada. Now, Anthony Bovillier and Adam Pellick are arbitrary eligible. Eligible. Okay. I'm going to respectfully disagree. I don't think Pellick's going to get near five. I think he's going to get somewhere between four and four and five because of the depth that the Islanders currently have. He'll be close to Ryan Pollock, but he might take a little bit less to get another year or two on this team. I can see Adam Pellick doing that. The same thing with Bovillier, but in all honesty with Bovillier, I think you could probably anticipate a bridge deal. Kind of like a Barzell deal is a bridge. Kind of like a Barzell deal. No more than $4 million for Anthony Bovillier. Sorry, guys. You know This is still an owner's market now for the next four years. The owners are going to dictate how much the players are going to get, and the players know it. So, look, if you want more money, fine. Go Go to another team. You're not going to have the playoff success. You're not going to have that family structure uh, team-wise with your other team. Enjoy the money. That's where Lou's going from. And It makes it makes a total amount of sense. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah, it makes a total amount of sense. Now, it's changed the game completely. Oh, it, 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 it's ruined the NHL, John. Yeah. It, it ruined the NHL. As of right now, I, and I know I said this on the previous you know, of, on our shows on, on Facebook, you know, the NHL has lost roughly $3.5 billion. And he's, and he's doing $3.5 And he, including and he, a hundred, sorry, go ahead. Including a hundred, including a $1 billion loan that got us through this season. Yep. Okay. And now you have the TV deals pretty much making up that billion dollar loan that was, you know, that's owed. You know, you're only going to make about an extra, you know, half a million dollars. So the NHL is short three billion dollars. And they're eventually going to make that money back up, but you need a flat cap to get you there. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. Now, the expansion draft coming up. Um, I'm not going to play armchair GM in this case. No, um, that, that's you know, a hard thing to it's a hard thing to do. What I will say is, could the Islanders give up their 2022 first-round pick and Andrew Ladd to Seattle? Yes, they could. And I'm saying that because I like what I'm seeing from all the prospects. Um, is it possible to restructure the defensive 
unit that is currently there? Yes, you can. Because there are a couple of teams who are absolutely um, below the cap floor who mm-hmm. could probably use a top four defenseman, not naming anyone, and we could probably get back mm-hmm. a prospect or a pick or two for that. Yep. You could see a lot of teams like Detroit, like Ottawa, like Arizona, speed up their rebuild because they have a ton of draft picks. Right. And they have plenty of cap space Detroit's got to like, maneuver around and Detroit, to improve. Detroit exactly. has some ridiculous amount of picks in the next year, two years. Detroit and Montreal. God, I love Montreal at this yeah. point. They did everything right right now. Yeah. They've got, I, and I, I had the number. I think, I think Tampa Bay's got 11 picks this year and Montreal has got like nine. Like Jeez. they're wow. loaded. Yeah. So teams are going to be reshuffling. Um, the NHL draft in itself, you are going to see a ton of player roulette going on. Yeah. I can't wait to watch that. Yeah, one. that's going to be fun. So, well, listen, oh, man, in, in the exactly. few minutes, in the few minutes we got, um, let's just talk about the prospects since you know that more than anybody else. Um, yes. Just let's do, just educate the, the people listening about to to what they could expect to see in the next say twenty four to thirty six months. In the next 24 to 36 months, um, well, let's put it to this way. Uh, I'm going to throw this in here. I'm going to go out on a, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Kyle Palmieri resigns with the Islanders. And nothing would shock me if Kiefer Bellows and Oliver Wallstrom started the season, along with Robin Sallow, started the season in Bridgeport. Okay. I think Anatoly Golishev and Michael Del Cole, they're going to be their little fill-ins on the third line with Pajel and Palmieri. And then you have potentially a season that could rival 1982-1983. Wow. Now, for my younger fans who don't know what happened in 82 and 83, (laughs) not only did the Islanders win the Stanley Cup, but their minor league teams, the Indianapolis Checkers, they won the Clark Cup, which was like the big minor league. The IHL. Yeah, the CHL. The CHL. Oh, that's right. They were Central League. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry. The Adams Cup. The Adams Cup. I think it was the Adams Cup. So, yes, 82-83, both the Islanders uh, won the Stanley Cup, and their minor league team won the minor leagues. And yep. we are at a point, gentlemen, where the Islanders, if they can keep Bellows and Wallstrom and everyone else down in Bridgeport, just for the sake of development, and then they can come up. And if Lou sends them down, Lou will be like, be ready for the playoffs, whether it's the American Hockey League or the National Hockey League. But this will be the last year you see both those players, maybe all three of them, down in Bridgeport. But the amount of talent and depth. In this organization, no one has seen since 82 or 83. Yeah, well, I think people are going to say right away, oh, well, Bridgeport had a lousy season, but it, it's it's definitely, you can't look at numbers. And, and people don't know, uh, Goalie Chef, who you're talking about, has been playing in the KHL for about six or seven years. He's about the same age, I believe, as Sorokin, if I'm not mistaken. 
And yes, he's, he's 26, and he's an older version of Anthony Bovillier. He's a mix between Anthony Bovillier and J.G. Pajot. Yep. So he would be phenomenal on that third line. Yep. And you yeah, know, he, he can came, get it together. Right. That's it. That's it. I mean, it's it's a it's a crapshoot, but and there and there's a and what you're having now for the next what you're having for the next 24 to 36 uh, months is that you're having players still drafted by Garth Snow. They're coming into Bridgeport. You're slowly going to get. Uh, the team, uh, the kids who have been playing international, they are going to be coming over to Bridgeport, and all it is is marination, not maturation, marination, marinating in the American Hockey League, having Bellows, Wallstrom coming down, establishing the same culture that they learned from the Islanders, bringing it down for one season, and then allowing Simon Holmstrom, Bodie Wild, Samuel Bolduc, all these younger players Ray to Jenkins. follow in line. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Again, uh, you're, you're going to know these names, I, and I, you know I'm trying to explain to everybody that you know they, there's a lot of good talent coming in. Um, you got a couple of kids. I, th- I think um, I'm trying to remember the name of the kid in, in uh, at UND. Yeah, uh, Colin, uh, Colin, Colin Adams. Adams. Yeah, yeah, Colin Adams. Yep. He had a great season at, at uh, North Dakota. He's coming up. You know, yep. there, there's there's a lot of Watch kids. Watch out for Reese Newkirk. Yeah, Newkirk. That's Newkirk. The other guy. That's the other one. Yep. There, yep. Again, all these kids, all these kids getting drafted, they're all coming to Bridgeport, yep. and you don't have to worry right now because these guys are going to be like the depth players, and they may turn out to be Alan Quines, they may turn out to be Shane Prince's, but even those guys were influential in some kind of a playoff run. They're not going to be out of place when they're fully developed and they're ready to come up and help out the Islanders. So. Again, in the last couple of minutes, Paul, just to go back to one of the guys that called and and, and mentioned about about Oliver Wallstrom. Um, what's your what's your uh, thoughts on that? You know, I don't think I don't know if we got into it that much, but just in a couple of minutes. Again, nothing. Which you you mean for the future? No, for what happened in the well, playoffs. Yeah, not not playing. Not playing. Not playing. I agree. I agree, and I I, I was promoting. The, the kids play the season because it was a shortened season. There was really nothing going on in the American Hockey League, but that's it. This was nothing more than a developmental year for Oliver Wallstrom and um, Kiefer Bellows. And for those of you who don't know, Kiefer Bellows may not have played enough professional games. Not only will he not be uh, you know, taken in the expansion draft, but he is probably waivers exempt. For those of you who remember Devon Tays, he had that same situation. He did not have enough professional games played, so he was waiver exempt. I believe that's what's going to happen with Kiefer Bellows, and you're going to want to keep that chemistry with Bellows, say, Newkirk or Koivla, with Oliver Wallstrom on a line in Bridgeport. So you want to keep the chemistry going. Uh, Bill Torrey didn't trade anybody in 78 and 79, and it wasn't until 1980 that they actually had to make a move. Lou does not have to trade anybody, any of the younger prospects at the moment. And if he doesn't and he works everything out, you're looking at a season quite possibly comparable to 82 and 83. But I agree with Trotz and yep. what he did in keeping Wallstrom down, and I'm going to go a step further. All right, guys, do it real quick because you got about 30 seconds. Okay, Wasser stays in the Bridgeport just to begin the season. Okay, uh, Paul, real quick, how do we how do people get in touch with you? 
IELTSTalk.com, uh, Twitter, you can find me at P underscore Kreischer. Find us on Facebook, YouTube. We're going to be covering the draft starting this week. Uh, each week we're going to be going over to different prospects uh, on the Islanders organization, and we'll go over the expansion draft and the NHL draft. Great. Paul, listen, thanks for coming thanks on. So we much. appreciate it. We'll talk to you in the car on the way home. All right, John, great show as always. Um, we want to thank everybody. We want to thank Paul Kreischer and Andrew Gross. Uh, in the words of my old friend, the late Bill Hayes, keep skating, everybody. Thank you for joining WGB Sports Talk, and have a great week. The views expressed in the previous program did not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB.